um, we're gonna talk about trading in this one. We talk about Martha, the last passenger pigeon before that species went extinct. Oh, it's kind of all over the place. It's a pretty boring episode. Thanks for listening. All right, all right. We're going to redo this one. It's Thursday, June 16th, 12, 2.53. It's 2.53 p.m. market time. S&P 500 right now is at 36.40. Down 150 points. Down 3 and down 4% pretty much. Opportunities missed. Opportunities missed. They've definitely been thrown off. They've been thrown for a loop on this one. There's nothing I can do. <clears throat> There's nothing I can do. I can't win anymore. I just can't. And that's okay. I could just get used to it. You know, stop trying. Now, I, I really want to see one of these closes actually follow through. And I think today, I think I might get it. Let's bring this chart up over here. Now, I always say that every day, but today, <laughs> broken clock is right twice a day. Right? Right? I'll get it right. I'll just keep saying, no, it's going to go up, it's going to go up. Yesterday they did go up, to be fair, to be fair. Now, we might get that close today, I think. Um, it's overdue. It's going to happen. Is it going to happen today? Hmm, probably not, but we can always hope. But, uh, yeah, not so much fun over here for me for trading, or just past two months haven't been fun. But we're trying to do the right thing, trying to plow right on through, drive right on through it. I mean, strategically, it doesn't make sense for it to sink into the close today. Even if it's supposed to, even if it should, even if inflation and everything else, bear market. Um, with options expiring tomorrow, with everyone knee-deep in puts right now, I'd gap up tomorrow, straight up and gap up. Maybe it's gap down. But I, don't, I just don't think so. It's been going down a lot. Uh, legal advocate. I was talking to some legal advocates today over the phone, just some free advice, some free lawyer advice, um, and they didn't seem very enthusiastic over the phone. Not that's okay. You know, it's not their fault. But like that was on speakerphone for one. Which I hate. Don't you hate it when you're on speakerphone? It's not so much other people being able to hear. It's just noisy. It's extra noisy. Oh yeah, I haven't heard that key too much today. Well, anyway, I'm exhausted again, and I'm tired, worn out. I'm out of ideas, out of show ideas, and I'm not going to complain for the entire episode like I normally do, because well, that's going to get old, too. Even for me, that's going to get old. So it's like, try and be happy. Try and put a happy face. I am drinking the last Coors Banquet beer right now. So this is a burp warning. No, I really think that this whole recession thing and um, e-commerce, really. The safety of e-commerce, I think, is going to be compromised here once this thing breaks open. And it's going to bring retail back. It's going to bring brick-and-mortar stores back. Uh, it's going to bring, like, this... Um, appreciation, and even, like, a, a perspective a new perspective um, for a customer experience and customer satisfaction, customer service. A brief customer satisfaction survey at the end of this call. I still don't have my car. I don't know, dude, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Uh, 
I looked at some of the statutes and there, there's nothing there, so I've got to work on that next. Utah State Legislature, write something up, write up some stats, write up some laws, start making some laws, bossing people around. I'll tell you why I have the position that I have with the market. Ordinarily, I'm the one that's saying it's going to crash, it's going to crash. I, I mean, the past two months, uh, it's not really fair. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't get a fair two months here <clears throat> without being completely exhausted. So that's my excuse. That's my defense. That's, that's my reasoning for getting it wrong. You blame everything on eBay. Oh, by the way, eBay is down almost 7 what well, was down 7% just a minute ago. But yeah, eBay's down 7%. <clears throat> Pieces of shit. I hope it was worth it. I hope stealing money was worth it. I think that's the only, the only bright side of just kind of being on the sidelines like this, watching the market, not getting my hands dirty, not being able to get my hands dirty. Because I don't have any. Uh is watching eBay completely tank. And normally I, I would probably like start to have some sort of remorse at this point, like, ah, maybe, maybe you should just ease up on them. Like, nah, I hope they go and drop 20%. I hope they drop 100%. I really do. I hope they drop another 15 or 20% today. It's a piece of shit company that fucking really disrupted some shit with like my life. And so I hope I hope they're happy with their stupid stock that they've been artificially propping up for so long with stolen money. Now, there was someone... Oh, should I? Okay, I will. It's 3.01 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 right now is at 36.53, down 137 points, down 3 and 6 tenths percent. The high today of 37.28.18, a low of 36.39.77. That low is a new 52-week low. You're listening to the Bling Bear Podcast. Now I'm just getting in like arguments and stuff on Twitter, on Reddit. Dude, on, on Twitter? Yeah, yesterday? Yeah, it was. It's funny. Hell yeah. But Reddit. Reddit's, I'm kind of new to that scene a little bit. I, I used to I used to know my little, kind of knew my way around Reddit in the past. Again, it was more of like a LDS, Mormon subreddits. And so I was a little bit rusty with my communication skills and not knowing the rules of any of these subreddits and just how dumb moderators are. Yeah, I got caught. Yeah, I was wandering around Reddit last night too. I'm harassing Neil deGrasse Tyson on Twitter. Going on Reddit, wandering around. And I, of course, of course, I, yeah, I, I did the cliche. I went to the freedom of speech or free speech subreddit just because they said, I'm, you know, we're going to, start censoring you guys here, and I was just reading some of the comments, and everybody knows everything about free speech, and First Amendment, and guilty. I, no, I didn't chime in, I did not chime in, I was just chuckling the whole time. I mean, some people really do think that like free speech is like anything that you want. Say anything. It's like, no, there's, there are some, some rules there. Fighting words, you can't just start fighting, you know, saying stuff, I think, right? As fighting words, then, dude, what do I know? Now, don't listen to me. Do not listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. First Amendment rights. Uh, a, um, a credible threat, though. There you go. Um, what's the other one? Um, uh, when you when it's going to happen, no matter what. What's what's the word for that? It's going to happen. Uh, inevitable. 
No, that's not it. Is it? Is that it? Inevitable Brett? Uh, don't listen to me. Stop. Just turn it off. Turn it off. I command you to turn this podcast off right now. A credible threat and credible injury to somebody. What's it called? Immediate? No, I don't know. Well, thank you for still listening. I mean, it really says a lot about your character if you're still listening, like, this deep into it. I'm just lost and wandering around, spinning around. Imminent. Imminent. Imminent danger, yes. Thank you, Rat Rats. Thank you, Mittens Romney. If the danger is credible, it's a physical harm, and it's imminent, it's an imminent threat. You can't, you can't just say that. that you, that's not covered by your First Amendment rights, I'm sorry. Now, is it, it's not hate speech, but you can, I thought. We'll have to look into it. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us in this Believe Era podcast first segment. We're talking about free speech and what it means to you. Um, as we all know, Fourth of July is right around the corner. It's when our nation was able to gain independence from the British, the English, from the United Kingdom, from the Magna Carta. 1776 is July 4th, 1776, is a day that we all remember. And this 4th of July, I'd like to highlight how George Washington, um, I'm gonna still decorate. I almost had it. That was gonna be funny too. That one was gonna be funny. I've just been practicing it. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I can do it better. I can do better. I'm gonna steal the Dec. I can do it better. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I was a little too breathy. Okay. One more time. One more time. Come on, guys. One more time. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Well, you know, it's something I've been practicing for a long time, and I was waiting until now to, to show you. And I hope you guys like it. You know, I hope you guys appreciate that. Um, I, I, sometimes when I'm assembling the segments of this podcast, I'll go ahead and I'll just, like, type in the title and stuff. I'll, usually I'll delete it. Usually I'll just go back and delete it, but this way I know, like, okay, I'll put the date in or something. For this one, I went ahead and just filled everything out, and I, I talk about how Nicolas Cage plagiarized the Declaration of Independence using only the Magna Carta. No, it's only one beer, and I, it's like, it's mostly full. It's a 16 ounce. It, yeah, it's mostly full, and only one. Half of one. Like, not even full one, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, well, I started the first, this episode started off as like, you know, the depressing, hey, it's bling, let's all paint our nails black. Let's all feel sorry for ourselves, like bling and paint our nails black. Like that's what it started off, and I was like, dude, I'm not going to do that today. We're not doing. We're not making one of those episodes. And so I grabbed a beer and I sipped on it. And I was like, we're not. We won't even record anything if if I'm if I'm going to be like sulking around and talking to the lawyers and, and eBay and I just look at what my options are and to f- file in the district court. And I guess it's wherever the 
offense happened, so I guess technically it'd be filed here in Utah State. It's a court, third district court, district court. No, and I've been, I didn't call the impound lot or whatever, because I just don't even want to hear their voice, but I got a scheduled appointment for tomorrow. I'm going to get my car tomorrow somehow, so help me. So I've got a lot on my mind, and I'm pretty tired, I'm pretty exhausted. And I was just thinking, like, nah, we're not going to do one of those episodes today. You're, you're, you're not going to do that today. I'm not going to allow that today. It's not going to happen today. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Is that a credible threat? Mm, it's a line from a movie. Is it an imminent threat? Mm, have you guys ever seen National Treasure? I've never been to the Smithsonian myself. I would like to go someday. Uh, Martha. Martha's there, the passenger pigeon, the last passenger pigeon. Want to talk about it? Could you imagine being like the last of your species, the last of your kind, the last human being on Earth? I wonder what that'd feel like. That's probably pretty similar to how lonely I'm feeling right now. Totally isolated and alone. I'm targeted by prey, by predators. What's a passenger pigeon, you ask? Are you really not familiar with Martha in the Smithsonian? Oh, we gotta go. Rat, rat, we have to go. Rats, Matthew, yeah, we do. Martha, the passenger, the last passenger pigeon, this is all off the top of my head, you guys. I believe she was kept at the Cincinnati Zoo um, where she passed away, unfortunately. Oh, I'm gonna start crying now. Martha was the last passenger pigeon before it went extinct. It's a type of pigeon here in North America. It's said, it's believed to be the most abundant bird in North America at one point. Is that, how true is that? I, hey, it's, that's what they say. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to imagine like, okay, wait, so is the most abundant bird in North America and just is gone now? What? Oh, great, with the kids here. Perfect. Uh, is it like the Tasmanian tiger? I think too is what it's called which was like a, I think it was like a marsupial in Australia. Um, that, that was still around too. But, you know, of course, farmers had to shoot it because it thought it was killing livestock. And so, and so they made that extinct as well. So the dodo bird, you guys familiar with that one, right? Uh, was that in Madagascar or somewhere, somewhere in South America? You know, I, I got used to not having those screams for a minute there. <clears throat> well, anyway, Martha was the last passenger pigeon, and it was kind of happened when we had technology and we could still take photos. I think there's a photo of her. Uh, you could look it up. But her uh, taxidermy, her body, is in the Smithsonian. I, I would have cried if I was there at the Cincinnati Zoo and... Martha passed away. I, I don't think I would have been able to handle it very well. Um, so I've always wanted to see that pigeon in the Smithsonian. But it, they do say that it was the most abundant bird in North America, much like the buffalo or bison here, which has made a pretty strong comeback. I think they've even done some pretty good, gone to great lengths to make sure that they've made the genetics as... Uh, diverse as possible for you know healthy, robust buffaloes and bison here in the in North America. But if you've ever watched the movie Dances with Wolves, if, if you guys know, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you guys know how much I hate Kevin Costner. You guys know how much I hate Dances with Wolves. 
and how this podcast is not trying to emulate that diary that he's writing in. Well, I thought we were going to get that little rise here towards the end, but I don't think we are. It did kind of jump up slightly, but not so much anymore. Um, it said, it's, it, legend has it that the bird would be like clouds. It, it could block out the sun and you would have miles of, of flocks of birds in, in the sky of passenger pigeons. And of course it's, um, ecosystem, uh, it's, um, habitat destruction, um, probably pollution, uh, climate change that happened in a, in a shocking way to the, to the passenger pigeon to where it couldn't, it just couldn't handle it. It couldn't survive. Um, I don't know what specifically, but over, over hunting, I'm sure what was a, was a big part of it. Uh, probably just even like killing for sport, just shooting these things out of the sky. If there's big clouds of them, like, Oh, they're never going to go. So there's millions of them. It takes a couple of shots at them. But I think what I, if I remember correctly, they were social animals, extremely social animals, um, safety in numbers, much like fish, the school of fish, uh, they would fly in flocks. And if the flock starts to deteriorate and die, and if the ecosystem for the flock is unhealthy, then each individual pigeon will, you know, not be doing so well. But when you think about it, being a social animal and relying like safety in numbers, but also for direction um, to fly around the country, to, to fly north and south. Like if you lose the majority of your population that, and, you, and you fly in numbers, then yeah, you're, it's not gonna work. You're gonna have pigeons that are starting to fly around aimlessly and they're not going to be able to breed properly if their ecosystems and habitats are being uh, destroyed and uh, not maintained properly. And they're, they're sort of exposed to like a, a immediate shock in, in their you know, routine. Then, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of sad. It's really sad, actually. And I've always wanted to see Martha, the passenger pigeon. She's over at the Smithsonian. So that's that story. You guys like it? No, I tweeted out earlier. I was like, spies, and it did. And it did. I should have, well, I have a very tiny position here. Very, very tiny one. And I, I, I was planning on getting out quickly, but that's how it goes. Still holding it. But I was expecting a, a pop there and it, and it did, it did happen. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, we got it. But of course, we didn't factor in uh, burning premium for the day, roping in more people to rip off for tomorrow. So I'm always trying to catch these bounces and I'm always trying to do it too early. I'm always early. And that could be, that, that could be, that. it's no good. No, it's, not, it's, it's not good if you're early. You have to be right on time. If you're early, you're going to lose money. If you're late, you're going to miss out on it. So, oh yeah, right. Thanks for tuning in to Splendor Podcast for Thursday, June 16th. It is 3.20 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 right now is at 3668. 
down 121 points, down 3 and 2 tenths percent. With 40 minutes left in regular trading hours, oh, it's, at, uh, it's actually at 36.66. Oh, with 40 minutes left in regular trading hours, it's curious to know, to, to wonder, what's the close going to be like today? Well, I, I do know a little bit about biology, and I, I do like animals. Um, so what? Big deal. Now, I think with the market right now, you can see exactly what it's doing. I am always early, but it is. I'm telling you, it's going to explode this summer. We're not going to see a recession. You're going to see an explosion of customer experience, brick and mortar, retail stores, mom and pop, people done with e-commerce that's going to be flocking and migrating away from it. When eBay cracks open and everyone and it's exposed, and I single-handedly bring it down, then yeah, that's what'll happen. But I've been in this, I've seen this a few times, this, this market, not this specifically, but like I've seen it behave in similar ways. And I've, I've seen Twitter hell bent on like it going to zero. Um, I would have jumped on board with that, with the zero part. However, however, it's slowly drained enough here to where I think it might actually be able to get some traction and get back to normal. Yeah, believe it or not. At least for a few months, at least for a few months. And then, and then I think we'll be in for a doozy. But basically, in my opinion, from here on out, from here to August... What's that, two months? Next two months, you guys. A couple months, one or two months, and uh, you're gonna have some highs, and you're gonna have a crazy market. It's gonna be going up, 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 up. No, pro professional traders, they, they, they like to trade this market. One option, two options, buy options, and then SPX. Buy some shares. eBay's going down. eBay's gonna be red forever. eBay's going to go bankrupt. No, I actually got a response from the Better Business Bureau and I was given 9,000 words. I was, I was given 9,000 characters to use. And I think I used every single one of them up. I think there was like two left and I was like, I can, I can, let me, fill, let me use that up. I used up 9,000 characters, every single character. I didn't send it in though. I didn't use that as a response. I have 10 days to do the response. Um, I could have, yeah, I typed it all on my phone. Uh, but I was like, no, 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 no. Let's just say this is a draft. We'll, we'll get all hopped up. We'll get all worked up. But we've got the outline here. We'll just save it as a draft, and then we'll get it right. We'll make the evidence, add it on to the Better Business Bureau. Um, but it's pretty scathing. I'd say it's pretty scathing. It's honest. It's accurate. But it's a scathing, scathing response. Uh, no, I don't accept. No. The Better Business Bureau is not a government agency. Just... So everyone knows, um, but they 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 do have they carry a lot of weight, and because they're trying to make businesses better, they're trying to connect the customer with the business if something is not right. They act as the the liaison or the um, moderator, mediator, just to make sure you know what is said and what's conveyed is conveyed accurately so things don't get too heated and too out of control um i've never really had 
any experience with the Better Business Pro before this, but I have to say, like, I'm pretty impressed. I think they're actually in San Jose too, so you know, just right, right, right next door. Like, oh, I got another one for eBay. Well, and anyway, yeah, to switch gears again. With this market, similar behavior. I wouldn't say it's exactly the same. This is definitely more bearish. I think we are technically in a bear market. For those of you tuning in at home that are trading, the shortest bear market in history, I think, was the pandemic one. So from February 19th, 2020 to March 23rd, one month. Yeah. This one lasts a lot longer, and you know, of course, but <clears throat> yeah, whatever. Two months could have really... Month, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it today. But it's uh, torture. It's torture watching this market do what it's doing, and just like not being able to participate fully in it. It's really, really torture. It sucks, dude. But I try to, I mean, a little bit with what I have, and tweet it out. It's going to go up. Spy is going up. Up, up, up. And it will, man. Uh, it will. It, even if, even if artificially, it, it's going to go up by a lot. It has to because everyone is so set on it going down. And, and they had experience with puts. Now they're making money and they're probably making a lot of money on these puts. Um, they're going to have to get a dose of reality. They're going to have to experience like a loss and pain that they've never felt before when trading. They've probably never had so much success with puts before and options and riding the market like this and writing it all the way down. Like I'm sure, I'm sure of it, right? I've, I've been there, I've totally been there and I've been convinced that oh, we're going down, it's gonna keep going down. There's no way that the, the world is closed as the pandemic. And then just one day, it stopped. It went the other direction. And it kept going the other direction to the point where I was pissed. It was like a lie. I was like, there's no way. Everyone's buying tech. And of course, everyone's selling tech now. But back then, everyone was buying tech. Everyone was into it. And it was frustrating, though, to be caught in that. So that's why I was like, this time around, I'm not getting caught in it. We just entered into a bear market. That doesn't mean we're going to stay there. I mean, technically, we might have entered into it briefly. But it's the summertime. And I think this is... We're pretty close there. We're pretty close here. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, bullish as in, like, well, the economy's going to do great. No. I do think, yeah, brick and mortar. But I don't think that's going to completely replace the revenue that uh, e-commerce might have been generating... But I just, I think it's going to be an explosion of brick and mortar. And it's going to be customer experience, I'm telling you. Customer trust. There's always talk of privacy, like, oh, your privacy is so important. And I think that's pretty much granted now. I think that's pretty much um, given. If you have a corrupt organization that's, hey, it's protecting your privacy, like, secure, everything's secure. Okay. It doesn't mean that they're exempt from corruption, though, because they kept your, kept, kept your name safe behind closed doors, but still, like, robbed you. Like, and that's what I think is kind of the... They're miss, we're missing the mark here. When we talk about privacy as, like, that's... Okay. Case closed, you know? No, a, we've got the privacy issues taken care of. We're good. It's like you don't have trust. You certainly don't... Yeah, you don't have safety. You don't have trust and safety. 
you don't have the public's trust. You're going to lose the public's trust, trust over the summer. Once eBay gets exposed, Facebook is going to be falling apart, and like Meta, whatever it's called. Like, these companies that... Um, just they, they, have, they have a shelf life. They're, they're tech companies that everyone thought was like foolproof. They're going to go up forever, but people are going to actually realize what their products are, what they're offering. Some will excel and some won't. I think the majority of them will start to fall apart once everyone starts to... I, I, there's probably going to be some connections to Russia um, as far as like the the blame for when these companies start to fall apart. I mean, eBay's already starting to fall. eBay is, has fallen apart. They're down 6% right now. Yeah, 49, they're down yeah, 6%. And I've been saying it. I mean, I've been saying they're going to go to zero. They, they will. Oh, yeah, I was, uh, Reddit, when I was wandering around on Reddit, getting into arguments and shit on Reddit, this dude's all like, okay, so um, uh, a company, a tech company with 26 billion in market cap, it's going to go bankrupt in two, in two months. Okay, thanks for making me laugh. I think that was two weeks ago, right? It was two weeks ago. And last night when I was on my, just tearing everybody up, making an ass and embarrassing myself, uh, I contacted him and I was like, yeah, been two weeks, lost a billion each week, 24 short weeks left. Yeah, it's only worth 24 billion now. Its market cap is 24 billion. I don't know what it is today. I have to take a look at what the market cap is today after it's lost 6%, but yeah. Yeah, just getting online. Well, what do I have to live for? What do I care? With 25 minutes left in regular trading hours, we are at the last mile, the home stretch. We're faced with a decision to make. We have, a, we have some big decisions to make right now. Do we go to the store and use a $20 bill to purchase more banquet beer or Coors Light, one or the other, depending on if the mountains are blue? Or do we use that $20 to reserve a scooter for another 24 hours? Or, I think that's, a, that's the only options that we have, really. Now, these, these types of markets, though, now that I'm done with my uh, Reddit story, Reddit fights, online bullying, no, it's, it, I don't care. I, maybe it's healthy for me to interact with some people online every now and then. <laughs> okay, thanks for making me. And no, 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 we're not going to get depressed. We're not going to start getting depressed now. We're trying to be in a good mood, trying to, trying to put on a happy face. Oh, come on, come on, Blaine, be happy. Stop. Fucking let it get into you. Don't let it fucking get to you. Fucking be happy and stop. No, some people were yelling yesterday. They're like, tell, they're like, shut up. And I think the kid goes, hey, you shut up. And I was like, oh. Nah, that sucks, man. That sucks. And it's a shitty day for me. It's a shitty two months for me. Uh, when I was on the phone, though, He's like, the advocate's like, oh, so you wanted, you're trying to sue for like emotional damages and stuff? I was like, yeah, 
yeah, it's no, this isn't small claims court. And he's like, yeah, you're probably gonna want to get an attorney for that. And I was like, bullshit. I'm like a fucking attorney for that. I don't need a fucking attorney, dude. I can represent myself in court. Yeah, let me get an attorney with what money again? With what, what money that I don't have? Exactly. I can't get an attorney. But I can represent myself. I can tell the truth. It's kind of silly that if, in my opinion, it's kind of silly that if you want to have legal rights for something that happened to you, say, negligence, a negligent and inflicted of emotional distress. Say, say that's why you, someone does that to you. The, and you can't afford an attorney. Well, then that means it didn't happen then. They can get away with it. It's like, well, no, 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 I don't think so. Not on my watch, not to me. We'll still give it a shot. We have to, we have to. That's what we're owed. There's damages here. If there's the most emotional distress. This is the shittiest. Well, that was a call from Chicago. I don't know who that was though, but I did send my resume out to a few people, um, a few firms recently off of LinkedIn. And I was giving someone some glasses advice on LinkedIn too, you know? And say, hey, you know, as a licensed optician, this is what I look for. And depending on these frames and these lenses and the material you use, it's a pretty good deal. Oh, so that's why there's a little disruption there and whatever I was probably whining about or saying in the last sentence, someone tried to call and interfered with shit. So, but I thought we'd just finish it off and whatever thought I was talking about. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I was talking about representing yourself in court. And if you don't have any money, then you don't have any rights, it seems. That's dumb. I don't believe in that. No, I can still give it a shot. And if they want to get all aggressive and an experienced aggressive attorney to represent them in court, that's fine. At least I can still say, tell the truth. I'm sure it'll get pretty slimy. I'm sure it'll get pretty gross, but oh wow, I got a lot of time on my hands now. And then when I'm done winning that, I get the two million, I can take a break again, take the break, a well-deserved break. Give the money back to the sellers who need it, who are owed it, and then I'm going to go write a letter to the Utah State Legislature and do some reforms on repossession of vehicles and deceptive practices, dishonest and deceptive practices. We're going to make some big changes in here in Salt Lake. We'll get that bill passed and we'll turn it into a law. And then from there, I think we'll probably just, yeah, be a consultant. Just continue with that. But like a freelance, just no firms, just, hey, yeah, I'll work for you. What are you looking for? Oh, you need, you need to kind of investigate. You guys got a hunch, huh? You got some organized crime going on at the, at the firm, but no one wants to acknowledge it. The higher-ups are too afraid. They're too proud. Yeah, the, the leadership does not want to acknowledge or even consider the fact that there might be corruption below them because then it happens on their watch. Well, that's when they call me, Bling, a non-attorney. A, a non I will diligently work hard, quietly and discreetly. Identifying the problem does not mean interference by, my, by me on my end. I'll present to you the data that I find and I'll let you take it from there.
This is my fee. This is for keeping me quiet. I will keep quiet. Everything's confidential. It's nice and quiet. These are my tools. These are my methods. Everything that I do is within the bounds of law. And I'll do whatever I can to make sure we find out where that money's going and how it's disappearing. It's the managed payment team. It's a managed payment system. It's the nerds downstairs with their computers and stuff. And it's everyone else, like, involved in upper management, senior management, just turning a blind eye to shit. Getting little, nice little, here's a little bonus for Christmas and keeping your mouth quiet. Anyway, it's probably time to wrap up this episode anyway. Uh, I just, well, maybe drag it out a little bit longer. I just don't think it's going to sink into the close. There's 15 minutes left in regular trading hours. Nothing's really changed. Uh, 30 minutes left in spy options trading. Um... Are we going to get that explosion into the close? I don't, I don't know, 15 minutes, it's not very long. I used to be so much better at reading the market and being focused. I can't even, like, I can't even get a job. I can't even make money like I used to. I can't even take care of myself because of what, what's happened. I mean, in reality, I, I don't have a, I don't have a car. I'm thinking about getting a scooter, I can't afford either, so... Man, I, could have, I should have used that other money. That sucks, man. It's disappointing. The money that I spent two weeks ago to get my car out. It's so disappointing. Especially because I started exploring. I was reading some statutes. And it's just like, no. There's nothing about... And it has to be within a reasonable distance. Uh, yeah, so that was a call from Amazon. Saying I ordered a... That's a helicopter. I ordered a MacBook. A MacBook Pro and a MacBook Air. An amount of one thousand five hundred and something dollars. It's like no, I didn't. And if you prove this, if you authorize this payment, then call this number. <laughs> press one to dispute this payment. Press one. It's like, dude, I don't need to dispute it. If they get, if they manage to get one thousand five hundred dollars somehow for a freaking computer. Uh, Good on, out of my account, good on them, man. Lucky them. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they didn't, though. But that's what I'm talking about. I just got a call right now claiming to be from Amazon about a fraudulent charge and press one. And they're probably going to say, okay, what's your card number? So you did not, I just want to make sure you did not authorize this. And, and what happened today? Who did I get my number to today? Yeah. I also put my number on LinkedIn, too. So, who knows? Who knows why I'm getting calls now? Well, this sucks. I still think the market's going to shoot up. I still think it's going to go straight up for two months. Straight up for two months. Probably ends up going straight down for two months. Yeah, well, that's how it goes. That's trading for you. That's what happens when you're fucking not, like, yeah, preoccupied with something else for two months. You're going to miss out on some opportunities for two months. Yeah, I was trying not to make it, I was trying not to make it too depressing. It's not that bad, right? No, once everyone's, like, the consensus is it's going to crash, it's going to fail, and it's not, then it doesn't.
I, I've I've lived it multiple times. I've seen it multiple. Not not this bad. Not this convincing. But I've definitely seen it. The climate of, the, yeah, just um, yeah, the the consensus amongst traders, amongst retail traders, and the psychology, the yeah, just that. Uh, anyway, yeah, we can make. We'll just drag it out. Fine. It's the last, the third. Fourth, fifth segment, whatever. This episode sucks. I think ordinarily I'd be kind of ticked about that phone call from from quote unquote Amazon, but all it does is just support my theory that trust is going to be lost amongst e-commerce and tech, starting with eBay. But I got I kind of got to thinking about the security issues that might be arising from eBay. I didn't anticipate the Amazon spam scammer call but i think the one of the biggest problems that you're going to find with ebay when it gets exposed is that there's rogue groups within it really is organized crime and they've there people know about it people don't people are turning a blind eye toward it but they can't stop it and one bad apple not the whole bushel but I think there's some serious groups in there that are like basically rogue. They, they're just given too much authority and they figured a way out how to just scam people, lonely single people. And I think one of the ways that they do it is it's going to be like, um, like financial sabotage, financial espionage. They were keeping track of your keystrokes when you and they ask you to enter your bank account information again. So now, now they know your password to your bank account and like the password that you use for a lot of stuff. Um, is that legal? No, of course not. That's what they're doing. They're doing illegal shit. Do I have any proof of this? No, but it makes sense. Like, log into your bank. We're keeping track of your password. We're, we're, yeah. That they are eBay, you know, after all, so they can, it's the dark web, it's not safe. So if they're, like, watching your keystrokes, they know your password's your bank, and they can do whatever they want. And if you just have four or five bad actors, that's the whole thing, man. That's all you need. It's gonna lose the public's trust. Um, it's gonna, like, start this whole thing with security not so much privacy not not really privacy it's going to be security and it's just going to ruin the whole thing right it's just going to ruin e-commerce and ebay's to blame thank you bling you know hoist up on everyone's shoulders he's a delegate fellow took down ebay single-handedly but that is going to cause everyone to wake up here they wake up america and that's how brick and mortar comes back and we start to get back into retail and boots on the ground, strip malls, just mom and pop lo buying local, you know? A renaissance. A renaissance. Customer experience, customer service, renaissance. Customer satisfaction surveys. No, because I remember um, even after March 23rd, when we got to the bottom, March 23rd, 2020, we got to the bottom of 21, 91, 86. Um, 
you know, it's still kind of ups and downs, but on April 3rd, one, two, three, Friday, April 3rd, that was like the last, that was it, you know? I remember that day, Friday, April 3rd, and then from there, it started just to go up and not look back. Um, uh, November of 2020, scam, uh, that's when it also did the same thing. Yeah, that sucked. But you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow and over t tonight over futures. And there's three minutes left in the regular trading hours. And three minutes left, we're on the home stretch. And to me, it just seems like one big bear trap here. It, it really does. And I'm the most bearish person in the world. I'm the old time, I'm the old school bear. I don't know, whatever. Why couldn't I wait until now? What? I always say that, last 10 minutes, just wait till the last 10 minutes, please. I have to get in so early all the time. But I do think it's gonna go into beast mode and it's, it's gonna be one of those things where the market's market, market, market does crazy things. Like, yeah, it goes up when we, we should be having a recession and it, we should be completely miserable. Yeah, of course it's gonna go up. Yeah, that's how it works. It rips everybody off because everybody thinks it's gonna go down. No, it was just early. It was totally early. We're coming into the last minute here. Still down 130 points, kind of remarkable. Very atypical behavior of the market. Coming into the last 30 seconds here, I'm seeing a lot of action, but I don't know if it's really, is it actually being effective or not? Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of buying coming in. 15 seconds left in regular trading hours, and it's going haywire, it's going nutty. Yeah, I imagine the futures are gonna be going, follow, following through the next 15 minutes here. Get ready, guys. Yeah, it was a, I'm always early, but that's it. At two, it's 2 p.m., 4 p.m. Um, I'm always early, but there's no way they're just gonna let it continue to sink like this even if it should, even if it's supposed to, even if it's right. Uh, there's people there to rip you off. They're standing in the way and they won't allow you to make, to, be, to get it tomorrow. Um, if you held into the close, good luck. If you're holding puts, you know, good luck. But I think there's probably gonna be some headlines tonight or something, there's gonna be something. And it's just gonna be, it might come back, sure, but I think it's gonna be gone, up and gone. Anyway, not my best work, probably the most boring episode I've ever made. Shitty day trading, shitty day all around. If anyone wants to question the validity of the emotional distress, this, yeah, this episode pretty much should be nice and depressed here. Thanks so much for listening.